God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Have you ever wanted a second chance at something? There are times when our first attempt fails and we want a do-over. We want a backspace button on our mouth or actions. Sometimes we go through the days of our life in a daze, being half asleep. We are so besieged by the things of life that we have little hope. Things of our past hang on to us like a ball and chain, and moving forward seems impossible. Where can we find the reset button? There is a reset button in faith in Jesus. He can give us a new life. He can free us from our past, our failures, our doubts, worries, and fears. We must place our faith in Him. If freedom from your past, from depression, from despair, sounds good to you, then give a listen. In my career as a woodworker, I have been asked to repair an old cabinet or piece of furniture. After a little bit of consideration, there are times when I have told the client it would be easier to start new than to try and repair the old. That is what God has done for us in Christ. He crucified our old nature, then buried it with Christ. But then he raised us up as new creations and seated us at his right hand. Part of this process was to give us new life. That is known as being quickened. You awaken. Your eyes open and you realize you are alive. You've been raised from the dead, quickened, set free. Held by death, you were away from the light, from the life. You existed in a place of withered fruit and no hope, with endless days of darkness and despair. You were dead in trespasses and sin. Now dead to sin, you are alive. The grave clothes and all they contained are gone. The body of sin has been destroyed. The old man is dead. The condemnation is over. The stone has rolled away. You are free. You have the victory over death and sin. You have a new identity. You take the first breath of your new life. You are alive unto God. What will you do? Can you imagine how Lazarus felt when he awoke in grave clothes in a grave? The record reveals Jesus boldly called for him to come forth from the grave. What must have gone through his mind when he awoke from the dead? He could feel the cloth napkin draped over his face and the grave clothes binding his limbs. Where am I? He would have remembered being sick for a few days and his sisters taking care of him. And now he awakens in partial darkness. What happened to me? Who just called me? His mind whirls trying to recognize the voice. That was Jesus calling me. He said, come forth. Oh Lord, I'm in a grave. Sin has sickened us and killed us. But we have died with Christ. 
we were buried with him, and now we are quickened and raised up together to newness of life. We are no longer dead. When Lazarus came out of the grave, Jesus called to those standing by to loose him and let him go. Something of the grave clothes remain that still bound him, but now he is alive. He is no longer dead, so loose him from the things of the grave and let him go. All too often, items from our past still linger. We still identify with those things, our memories, thoughts, and habits before we came to Christ. That was our dead time dead in trespasses and sin. Sometimes we still wear the grave clothes instead of putting on Christ. We must be loosed from them. It's time for a wardrobe change. We find that in Romans 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. We have a new quickened wardrobe to put on. Keeping the old grave clothes around keeps us from manifesting the, as the old song says, up from the grave he arose attitude. We have a mighty triumph or our foes. The enemies of sin and death are now vanquished. So now we must learn a new way of living and thinking. The new mindset should demonstrate that we have put on Christ within our hearts. Our new start is talked about in Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Like as Christ was raised up, this is the standard of our newness of life. We are to walk in resurrection glory. Our past is not behind us. It has been obliterated. We have been made new creations in Christ. Have we fully awakened to this new life? Newness of life is fresh, unused, and has never been seen. You have that new life smell. You're not stale, nor do you smell like the grave. And many times we all have felt like we were still living in the grave asleep. Though Christ has been victorious over death and sin, we sometimes have not fully appreciated or understood or taken to ourselves all he has done for us. We live in the past in the bondage of the grave and its clothes. But we are free from sin and death. We must come forth. We must awaken. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4 tells us, Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We are commanded here to wake up. We are commanded to arise. It is time to arise and run into the arms of our Savior. He will give us light. This word arise is also used in Acts chapter 3 when Peter and John healed the lame man at the temple gate beautiful. Peter commanded him to rise up and walk. He had a choice to believe what Peter spoke or stay on his bed and remain lame. 
To be lame is to abide in the grave clothes. But we are loosed and have been set free. Our calling is to life and peace and joy. The best way to help us understand this new life in Christ is an analogy that will help us picture this spiritual reality in our physical lives. God has placed you in his own version of a witness protection program. We find this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your old life is gone because you died with Christ, but then you were quickened, made alive. You were given amnesty for your participation in any crimes, otherwise known as sins. You have been relocated to a new place. You were seated in the heavenlies. You have been given help in procuring a new job. You are a witness for Jesus and must, like him, be about your father's business. You have been given a new lifestyle, one anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and your old self and everything about it, your identity, is dead and gone, and you have a new identity and life. It's time to start acting like it. How many of us define ourselves by our former actions? I am a cheat, a liar, a thief, a sinner, an enemy of God. We must come to understand that we are forgiven and our past, even minutes ago, is not just covered, but cleansed, completely washed away. We are now redefined by the work of Jesus Christ, our Savior. The new definition of our lives is, we are as he is. Jesus Christ defines us. He is our new identity. Now that is new life. We weren't just assigned a new name and given a made-up ID card. No, we are new creations. To create, biblically, means to make something new that never existed before. Who you are is really new. New is actually an understatement. The grave clothes have been incinerated and the ashes pulverized. They are gone and all your old man with them. We have been changed. We need to go back to the first phrase there in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, and review it to gain another great reality. It says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. This word baptism has a wonderful history in the Greek culture that shows the extent of the change we have undergone. This word baptism in Greek was used for the process of pickling. To make a pickle, you start with a vinegar solution with spices and a cucumber. The cucumber is cooked, then fully submerged into the solution, hence it is baptized. But it doesn't stop there. The cucumber is left in the solution for usually a few weeks, and a very important action occurs. The cucumber changes and takes on the flavor of that which it is baptized into. If the solution contains dill, the cucumber will come out tasting of that flavor, but it won't be called a dill cucumber. It is a dill pickle. It is no longer a cucumber. It has completely changed. Its old nature has been wiped away, and a new nature arises out of the solution. 
Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were baptized into Jesus Christ, into his death. At that point, our old nature died. We were made new. We were made like Jesus. All the old nature has been replaced with a new nature, one that is as he is. So you are now a Jesus pickle. We have a new life. We truly have a new life. We were dead, but now we are quickened. In Romans 5, the word says we were made righteous. It says it again in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, made righteous. That is what you have been made. Jesus changed you. So will you walk like it and act like it and speak like it? The work for us is to believe on him. And we are to believe like him and walk like him, victorious in every aspect of our lives. Jesus exhorts you to come forth. Come forth from the grave. Be loosed and be set free. This is the newness of life available in Christ. Freedom is a thought away. Jesus was crucified, died, and buried for your salvation, your wholeness, your redemption, your being set free from sin and its consequences, which is death. He was quickened, raised, and seated at the right hand of God, and so are you. Lift up your head and recognize the new creation you are and walk in the newness of life he gave you. You have been quickened.